0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And Jesus said to the disciples, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And your friend answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you, then, who are evil, Know how to give good gift to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. The prayer that Jesus taught is deeply communitarian, Every petition in it is plural, our, we, us. There is no I in the Our Father. The ones praying do not ask God for something for themselves. Rather, they unite themselves to the being, hallowed be your name, and activity, your kingdom come, of the Father. It is the Father who sustains us with the very air we breathe and nourishes us with bread so that our oneness with the Father moves us out of prayer and into action and forgive us our sins for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. This simple prayer transforms the one praying and the Father into a unity of being and doing. In the story of Abraham bargaining with God, Abraham speaks to God as he might speak with anyone. God is depicted in very human terms. God must come down to see for himself. Abraham does not address God as an equal, but reminds God of God's own justice. Abraham argues that if there are but a few righteous people, the righteousness of the few. Would be enough to save the whole city. Kabbalah, or Jewish mysticism, expanded this idea. The world must contain not less than 36 righteous individuals in each generation for whom God preserves the world. Hebrew uses letters for numbers, like Roman numerals. The Hebrew word for life is C H A I, pronounced high. You've probably heard this famous Jewish toast, Achaim, to life. High is the number 18 in Hebrew. Twice high is 36. The Hebrew letter Lamed is 30, and the letter Vav is 6. Together, the two letters equal 36, the number of the righteous in every generation, whose virtue keeps the world from destruction. These 36 hidden righteous ones are called Lamed Vovniks. They live both for themselves and for others, twice high, meeting the world suffering with compassion. Without their acts of loving kindness, life on this planet would implode under the weight of human selfishness, anger, ignorance, and greed. The American rabbi Rami Shapiro explains that The tipping point for maintaining human life on this planet is 36 people practicing the sacred art of loving-kindness. Shapiro invites us to be among the 36. Once you realize that the whole world depends on you for its very survival, Shapiro writes, you will not lack in opportunities to serve. Just remember that you are a hidden saint. While being a Lamedvovnik may be good for your soul, It doesn't belong on a resume. In his apostolic exhortation, Gaudete et Exultate, on the call to holiness in today's world, Pope Francis writes of the saints next door, those members of our families and communities whose often unrecognized holiness plays a part in our salvation as members of the people of God. A great cloud of witnesses, he said, encourages each Christian to take steps toward holiness. These witnesses may include your own mothers, grandmothers, or other loved ones. By living our lives with love, and by bearing witness in everything we do, we reflect the face of the Lord. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray first for the hallowing of God's name. There's an echo of Ezekiel 36, The scattering of Israel has caused God's name to be profaned among the nations. The prophet announces that the holiness of God's name will be proven when all the Israelites are gathered from among the foreign nations and brought back to their own land. Jesus invites us into his relationship with the Father. After all, we call it the Lord's Prayer. When God's image shines out in the depth of our hearts, God's kingdom has come to us. The bread for which we are to pray isn't just material bread, but at the same time, the bread of friendship. In a Palestinian village in which there are no shops, every house provides its own food. A visitor arrives in the middle of the night and there is nothing to offer him, so the householder goes to his friend and knocks on the door. Hospitality is a sacred duty, so he will get up and give his friend all he needs. The German Benedictine Anselm Gruen writes that with this parable, Jesus wants to tell us that God is our friend. Luke interprets this parable like a Greek philosopher. We Christians are God's friends. Prayer is speaking to God as to a friend we may make requests of God as shamelessly as of a friend. God will not turn us away, for the friendship between God and us is far firmer than that between human beings. In the human world, even those who are evil give good sustenance to their children. Both the parent in bed and the evil parents are people who give food despite serious obstacles in their willingness and ability to give. Against all odds, giving happens. We are not petitioning God for something God may or may not be willing to give. We are opening ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit, whom the Father wants to communicate. In giving us the Holy Spirit, God is giving us God's self, As Paul describes in Romans eight, verse twenty-six, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes for us, with sighs too deep for words. In his book *To Dare The Our Father*, Jack Shay writes. Of course, spirit is always present, a given of human existence. The imagery from the book of Revelation lays it out. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me. The Lord is always knocking. He is not a come-and-go visitor. He forever waits at the door. Praying the Lord's Prayer is hearing his voice as he knocks, and opening the door is entering into the transformative process. The transformative spiritual practice of praying the Our Father brings us home.